Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. This is Dmitry Samarov from Chicago, Illinois. And I love listening to Vishkana's creative control because whether he's talking to a favorite musician or actor of mine or someone I've never heard of, it's as if he's introducing me to a new friend. And the way things are going, couldn't you use a new friend? Listen now. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. Chad Van Galen is a creative musician, filmmaker, animator, visual artist, producer, and songwriter from Calgary, Alberta. Over the past 15 years, Van Galen has earned a reputation for being one of the world's most unconventionally fascinating artistic forces via his critically acclaimed albums, his meticulously made illustrations and animated films, and his weirdo, sort of freeform live performances. His latest album is a great and wild one called World's Most Stressed Out Gardener, which was released on March 19th, 2021 via Flemish Eye Records in Canada and Sub Pop Records across the rest of the universe. Chad returns to this show for, I believe, the fourth time, this time to discuss what it's like for both of us to live in Alberta, the winter weather and gardening, eagles, beavers, coyotes, rabbits, and horses, super recycling and making folk art, Human Beings and Ecological Collapse, New Music, and World's Most Stressed Out Gardener, 
future plans, and more. Part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control, with additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary and friendly staff who will happily help you source special orders for hard-to-find titles, all of which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca and Massey Hall's concert film series Live at MasseyHall.com, where you can stream dozens of 30-minute films for free, including performances by past and extremely recent podcast guests like Chad Van Galen, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 602nd episode of Creative Control, featuring my new best friend in Alberta, Chad Van Galen, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. You got to clear, you got something in your throat there? Oh my God. Chad, are you okay? Oh man. What are these, exercises? Are yeah. These, are these some sort of warm-ups you're doing? I just wanted to say hello and... and uh, I was not expecting all of that. Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fully, fully fucking fine. <laughs> How's it going? It's going. I mean, it's does it's you know, it's uh, like an existential daily thing, and uh, exercise. But yeah, it's relatively good. I mean, I don't know what to even say to that anymore. I just give a yeah, thumbs. Well, I just give like a thumbs up and kind of wiggle my thumb like yeah, come see, come saw. You know that yeah, that thumb, yeah. that thumb sign that everybody gives now. At least yeah. I think that's what they're. Maybe that's not even their thumb. Maybe they're just telling me to go fuck off. Maybe, they might just want you to give them a ride somewhere. Have you ever thought? Hey, of that? Jesus Christ! They're just hitching, and you're, hitching. You're, you're ignoring them. I'm you're ditching. ignoring them completely. Oh, God. <laughs> now I feel now now the day now I'm not doing good. Man. Now you know why they're not returning your calls later. Oh. He ditched me. I wanted a ride. I'm on a unicycle most of the time, so that would yeah. be pretty impossible. <laughs> just a feet. Put, 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 a feet. Put, put people in your lap on the unicycle <laughs> and hitch them around. Yeah, that's what they oh, want. That's you, they... you do not want to be in my lap right now. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's a fucking mess. <laughs> I assume uh, you are in Calgary, Alberta, yes? Yes. Yes. And did you know that I'm not that far from you now? I know, I man. I feel, that. yeah, I feel close to you. I'm, I'm glad that you're. I'm glad that you're. Uh, you've been added to the Alberta roster, man. It's just. Oh, that's it's, nice. Uh, yeah, I feel. I don't know, man. Nobody moves here. So, nobody moves to here. Yeah, most people moves, move away. Nobody. Yeah, most people. Uh, it's always like an exodus of uh, folks that I like. So it's always nice when somebody moves here that i like you know well i i appreciate that why do you suppose people leave alberta as opposed to moving oh, to alberta crazy. what's your perspective it's Alberta's crazy fucking i mean i don't get me wrong like born and raised here love the rockies love the foothills fucking beautiful place to be don't don't ever take it the wrong way like that's i, I love it here but it's fucking cold like fuck winter yeah you know it's really yeah. hard to be here. It's like it just environmentally insane. Like I have mm. to, you know, heat my house 
and burn the fossil fuels and drive everywhere. Like when you yeah. live in Calgary, it's like you're, you you got to have a car. So it's it. I mean, you don't have to unless you're just like one of those. I know I know a lot of tough people that ride their bikes all year round. Yeah. I used to before I had kids, but I mean that's like a you know you're you're putting years on your life at the same time that you're taking them off. So I guess it equals itself out, but. Man, it's you, uh, you stopped riding a bike for fear you would be decapitated by a vehicle. And no, no, just when I had kids, I had to uh, drop them off at school and oh, take them right. to events and stuff like right. that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, for for people that are that don't have to worry about that, that's fine. But I got two kids now, and so I have a car, and I'm one of those people. Like, you know, you make promises to yourself when you're a kid, like you're gonna do do well for the planet and then you have kids and you're just like well that went out the fucking shitter like that's gone not that dream is gone now well uh, i don't want to deserve to burn in hell like everybody else now i don't want to bill bill mar this conversation but having children in itself uh, is horrifying yeah well i mean i mean in terms of ecological responsibility making more people it's, you it's, know, I had this conversation yeah. with my wife at one point. I'm like, you know, we, I, sure, I'd like to have children, but at the same time, when you think about it, eh, yeah. you know, I mean, I know why we're doing it, uh, not doing it. I didn't mean to get graphic, but right. I know why we want to have children. But at the same time, I can see you, you know, right now, just like long silence, and then you just like, I know why we're doing it. <laughs> it's my pillow. And talk. then silence, yeah, and then another absolutely. 45 yeah. minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I think this place is a bit confusing to me. Uh, yes, we, we moved here, and then I... The politics is very strange. Like, the I, people said, well, you're going to move there? You, you know, you're fleeing... You know, partially we're, we were fleeing the, the Doug Ford situation, right? The yeah. Conservative Party in Ontario. But then we moved to a place that... I don't exactly know what it stands for, but I'm pretty sure it's the ultra conservative party, the UCP, right? It's this super ultra conservative party. Yeah. And so that that might have been a mistake. But do you think people they're and not, then that's they're not people, quite white nationalists, but they're like I mean, I don't want to get political about this, but yeah, fucking Nazis. Like there's like real living pieces yeah. of shit living here. And so it's and they're making the decisions about how we all die, basically. Yes. So Yes. So that is a problem. Like that to me is a huge issue and I don't that I'm wrestling with that. But what I wanted to say though is just prior to them NDP. So right. you know right. arguably one of the most left-leaning parties in Canada was yeah. replaced by the most right-leaning uneducated party. I mean led by a dude that doesn't seem to be very enlightened. And I don't want to get too political either, but I'm just saying yeah, it's it tough. went the other way. So and but then that is kind of my assessment of things here generally. I don't know if you feel this, Chad. Oh, Sometimes like, I feel a, like, like a just swinging, like the swinging door. Yeah, like kind of wishy-washy, indecisive, and then like then just like the poles widely swinging between polarities of like this, and now we're this, or let's let, hey, why don't we all go do this? You know what? I changed my mind. I don't want to do this. I feel like there's a lot of that in my daily life here now, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a symptom of the you say weather. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe people are just so bogged down by the elements that they can't commit to anything because who knows what it's going to be like if yeah. we commit. Is that, does that resonate a, with you? Have I, you encountered I think so. this? I think so. Yeah. I think it's a combination of a lot of things like the internet. Everybody's sort of really self-absorbed these days with their own, you know, like digital lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And so they're maybe, 
you know, maybe they're, and you know, less contact, especially like it's all, it already gets pretty, uh, like insular in the winter times in Alberta, yeah, Regar- regardless yeah. of a pandemic or not, like you're just like, yeah, I can't drive there. It's minus 35 and the roads, I, I would die. Yes. And so there was already that. And then, you know, this on the pandemic on top of it. And then just, you know, this sort of heavy right political environment. I, I don't know, man. I just yeah, like on the rare, the rare occasions I venture out, I will see like a make America great again hat. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, this doesn't even make any sense. Like, where I'm in Edmonton, like that shouldn't even be happening. Or, or the other one now is make Canada great again. So yeah, this is stuff. Like, I lived in, <laughs> I lived in like super righteous Guelph, right? Like, I, if there's a vacuum oh, man. town, it was. That, you're, you're not going to yeah. encounter that. You're going to no. encounter people with like farmers markets hats on, you know? And, yeah, totally. Hey, just yeah, everybody seems to uh, be pretty pieced out. Yeah, so there. it's different. It's different over there. And so that's where I came from. And then I came here. And it's very weird. And so that's what I'm kind of re- re- wrestling with now. And I wondered if you, the, the notion that like you are generally, as a people, locked down because of the elements. Yeah. We're, we're, are we, or I, I, say, I say we because I'm now part of it, are we better conditioned for the lockdown, self isolation life? Is that what you're saying? Like we, we're kind of prepared to spend a lot of time inside with our families because it's so cold outside i think so i think yeah or, or else we're better outfitted like like literally with jackets and and gear um right. i mean we spent we spent a ton of time outside so you know that helps to have snow pants that would be my recommendation snow, snow pants the, are great get the bib yeah. get the bib snow pants and get the boots with like the extra insulation in the grip so you don't freeze from the feet up and then you can hang out with your friends outside. It's totally awesome. But I always get, I get, you know, there's a couple people, you know, well, we're, well, we'll all be hanging outside and then you see the, the person with like the duck boots on and then you're like, oh, you're fucked, man. You're out of here in like 15 minutes. And then, and then they start (laughs) sort of like walking on the spot and then you're just like, oh, you're so fucking done. You're out of here. And then they're like, oh, I'm out of here, man. I'm frozen. And you're like, yep. That there's that too. There's like a weird hardiness that doesn't really mesh with logic. My wife, it was like minus thirty five the other day. She's like, I think I'm gonna go for a walk with my dad. Do you guys wanna come? And we were all like, What? <laughs> it's minus thirty five. Why would you do that? You're just gonna complain about how cold it is as soon as you get out there. She's like, yeah. No, it'll be fine. And she did it and you know, they didn't complain as far as I wasn't there. But there's and that. She too. looks she like, looks she probably looks really sexy with uh, like the tip of her nose being black. That's cool. Well, yes, like with yes, the rotten <laughs> with the rotten flesh. That's all right. You well, sacrificed the, the tips, man. The the mask situation is ideal for this climate. It's too, beneficial. You, yeah. you keep your face. You're you're keeping out the pandemic, but you're and keeping it away, like out and in. You're keeping it out and in. Well, that's no, wait, why you're I keeping can't, it out. Whatever I'm, it is, you're doing both. You're doing and then both. you're also keeping your face warm. Your face is warmer because you have to wear a mask all the time. So, I love I love having a mask in my pocket in in uh this weather and you know what it's this weather for realistically like seven sometimes eight months of the year here Uh, Um, what are you doing to me i just i know i feel like i just just got here and you're you're telling me how bad it is all the time and i guess i knew that from my last year here actually so (laughs) (sighs) are you telling me to go back should i go back should i should we leave i i can't decide what to do now at this point i don't i don't know i wouldn't leave i mean we need it's kind of it's a weird I mean, obviously, it's like a time of opportunity, 
always if you want to spin it that way. But I feel like, yeah, with everything sort of being kicked out from under us, Alberta specifically, hopefully uh, people are more open to change now and alternative energy. And there's people doing are they, great but stuff are here. They do, I can't tell if they are. I don't see that that's happening because at the leadership level, that's not being embraced. Again, we're getting a little political. And I didn't want to, but at the same time, we're in a very strange, we're in the most American of the provinces, I would say somehow. And uh, it's weird of the Canadian provinces. I mean, like it feels very yeah. American and that's also weird because I, I, I was very kind of obsessed. Well, but, 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 but wait, but wait, hold on a second. Cause okay. like, I mean, to me, like American is like beautiful, you know, like America's America's awesome. I mean, I, I know what? America's I mean, I know America. It's like turmoil, but like some of the most beautiful people I know come from America. Yes. And, that's you know, fair. like like think about like uh, Kurt Vonnegut, Noam Chomsky, uh, like people like that, like that are I, I don't know, like even even just my friends that I have over there. It's like. Being American is also like being like a Seattle like person or being like a LA person or it doesn't always have to be that. You're talking I about mean, Kim. Are you, you're talking about Kim Thale again, aren't you? You're I'm always talking just about a, Thale. I, I, I'm always yeah, wanting yeah. to bring it back to just like I know, yeah. ripping, uh, ripping. You know who I? I met him. I met him in Toronto a couple years ago, and we posed for a photo together. Oh, and, dude, uh, I saw him uh, playing for the MC5. Yeah, uh, that's what I saw. That's oh, what yeah. I saw in Toronto. I saw it right. in Toronto, yeah. With, With Brendan uh, Canty from Fugazi on drums and, and oh, Wayne Kramer. And, uh, uh, what's oh, what's the, the huge monster man from uh, Zen Gorilla? Seattle Zen Gorilla. Oh, or uh, no. No, it's uh, San Francisco Zen Gorilla. Monster man. He's like six foot ten or some, something. He's huge. Yeah, so there's that's a it was quite a superstar ensemble, and I saw that. And uh, Kim Thale is cool. I like he was very nice. And yeah, of course. When man. he saw me, he, Brendan introduced us, and he looked at me. Kim Thale he said, "Are you by chance Indian?" And I said, "I, I said I am." And then we bonded, and because he, I, I assume like me in his indie rock or rock travels, we stick out like a piece of roti. In the in the backstage, you know, right? Like he just saw me, and we instantly, I think, bonded quietly. And so, uh, oh, I thought I, he was—I I thought he was just like a white guy with a sick tan. I was like, no, Dude. no, 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 no. He's no, he's, he's he's Indian. I, well, I, I, as I recall, that's what he was implying that day. Maybe he's some combination of different things, uh, as we all are, really molecules. That's true, and other stuff. But he he yeah he he did ask me, so I. I didn't go into it too much with him, but I I believe that is true. Yeah, I have to. I don't want to Wikipedia him during this interview, um, but uh, I believe that's the case. So. Oh yeah, he's Indian uh, for sure. Yeah. Fail? Okay. Good. I'm glad I that did. That took a little convincing. I just said it, and you were totally like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know actually. I don't know. I don't know what he is. <laughs> he's a sick. He's a sick guitar player. I'll tell you that much. Soundgarden. Yeah. No. He. Man. He was good. They're they're having a bit of a legal issue at the moment with the. Uh, stuff there i know they're in the news but i i, I wish kim thale well and uh, that's what i'll say about that speaking of gardens and sound oh. gardens your, your album is called world's most stressed out sound gardener yes uh, that's not quite that's, that's right quite that, accurate. Should, that man that's so much better that would have been a little bit better you got world's most stressed out gardener and i thought of this uh, as we i was just thinking about the fact that you called your record this 
given our sort of uh, you know Edmonton or rather Alberta elements. Discussion, oh, that's why, man. That's why it, it's hard to be a gardener in Alberta because of the weather. Is that right? It really is, man. It really is. It's. Uh, I mean, it's not. And uh, you know what? My grandma would be laughing at me right now, just laughing and pointing mm. because I don't even know. But uh, you can do it. It's just like a lot. I go, I go, I have a lot of family out at the West Coast and I go out there and they're just like, man, we had to cut the tomatoes back because they were just taking over. <laughs> I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, I mean, I just, I spent like $200 of cash and like thousands of dollars of like physical time raising a hundred cherry tomatoes like that kind of thing like yeah it's yeah it's it's intense and the window of opportunity for them to flourish is so short or small it is you gotta gotta get at them like we've my uh father-in-law has a garden so we went over there just before the winter came to you know grab carrots and things and uh and, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, it, it, it seems to me like unlike Ontario or our experience, you just never know what's going to happen. Here. Yeah. Like you're just you're, you go and you do the harvest and you're like, well, let's see what happens. And you're either pleasantly surprised or or I guess. Well, you're not. But what I was going to say is I don't even know if you're. I think you're expecting the worst when you have a garden in Alberta. Maybe. So you're not even, if it's good, you're like, what? Oh, wow, this is great. And if it's bad, you're like, yeah, that's about right. We live in Alberta with the UCP. And, and so you don't, you're not expecting a full crop. Is that fair? That is, that is totally fair. I'm watching a bald eagle, like soar, hover oh, in, out my window right now over the river. Just, Seriously? He just swooped right in. Yeah. Is that unusual? Is that an unusual sight? Um, there are, there are a lot of eagles in the river valley now, but this guy is just like chilling out right now. I was reading for, waiting for a mouse. I don't know. A mouse. I I think they, they they need to eat stuff that's bigger than a mouse, Chad. They eat like, they probably, he's probably waiting for a human baby. I'm not going to touch that. But what I was just reading a book about, uh, it's called A Short History of the Blockade by Leanne Batasimus X. Simpson. And in the book, she mentions that uh, per capita, Edmonton has a huge, huge beaver population. And I can't remember the stats, but it was something like Edmonton might have like 1,600 beavers, whereas Calgary might have like 100, 200 or something like that. Very few beavers. But you've got bald eagles. So... Because that's the other thing I thought of. You mentioned the Rocky Mountains. By the way, do you ever get sick of the Rocky Mountains? Because I also, I, when people are like, you got to move there because of the mountains. I'm like, well, <laughs> at some point, I'm just going to be like, yeah, those are the mountains again. Well, what, 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 is it a thrill every time you see a mountain? Oh, yeah. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Well, just being like, I don't know. I mean, technically, we're in the Foothills Prairies zone, but we're on, I'm on the yeah. west end of the city, Montgomery mm-hmm. Bonas zone. So we do spend a lot of time out in the mountains and yeah like and whenever i see mountains anywhere it feels like to me it just i just kind of breathe a sigh of relief because you know that no one's there and you know and you know when you're in the mountains you're just it's no one's gonna mess with you you're just you're out there for a reason you're out there just to like enjoy the the nature and it's special man it's like I don't know. Don't you think I, that you you think there's no one up in the mountains? Like you were just talking about a mountain man 
few moments ago, I'm thinking of the uh, Neil Young song "Revolution Blues," where the Manson family comes down from the mountain. <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like there are people in the mountains. No, but there's no. Sc- there's, those are like hot mountains. Those are like that's like Catskills, oh. or not, or uh, that's like uh, Smoky California. Mountains or something. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, like yeah. people. There's like inhabitants, like Rocky Mountains. You can't. No, man. There's no, there's no one out there. There's no one. I mean, there's I bet, people. I, I, there's extreme. I, I bet. I bet you there is. I bet you there is someone out there because of how weird everyone is now. I bet there's someone being like, you know, I'm how far off the grid am I? And you know, out from under the government's thumb, I live in a cave in the Rocky Mountains. I, I'm sure there's someone like that. I feel like I feel like Calgary made a huge mistake. Uh, one of our one of our old mountains. Uh, Eksha, or I guess I don't know if it was a mountain. It was kind of like maybe a no. It was, it was a mountain. Is where we get all our concrete. And from you know, as a kid, it was like it was like a you know a mountain, like right when you're driving into the and it towards Banff, go yeah. around that corner, and there's Eksha, and then they've slowly been whittling the top of that mountain away to make concrete to build Calgary right. and surrounding areas. And I'm like, you know how cool it would be. Just to take one of the mountains and put everyone inside it and make everyone's window like a beautiful pattern on the outside of the mountain, like maybe like a nice diamond matrix of like glowing windows from the inside. And then we all live within the mountain and our plumbing is all in there. And there's far, probably fucking weird, like, crystals and shit inside of there that we're probably would be getting great energy. And it's already a fucking mountain, you idiots. You don't need yeah. to build your stupid shit. Just use the, like, what's more burly than a mountain? Just live in the fucking mountain and it would be badass. Like, where do you live? Oh, I live in, you know, block 101 in, in mm-hmm. one of the three in the middle sister. Like, ah. Yeah. People have cave bad apartment, ideas, man. It's just C- cave apartment twenty three. That's yeah. where you can find me. Yeah, buzz up. I'll let you in. Totally. Let me. Uh, let me. You. You were. We were talking about uh, animals for a moment there, mm-hmm. and we're now we're talking about mountain people. I feel like this is a good segue. Uh, when I first moved to our uh, house here in Edmonton, uh, within a couple months, uh, in the neighborhood there was a coyote alert. Oh my god! Like, yeah, I was like, what coyote alert? That's yeah. not not used to that either. Wildlife in Alberta, you know, living so yeah. close to the hills, the mountains, I assume, filled with bears and coyotes and scary things that are, as the climate gets worse, they're going to, you know, less food sources, they're going to start to head down, come into town a little bit more. You know, all these things. Is that the case? Does Calgary have, like, oh, weird animal face, face to face with a coyote yesterday with... Uh it says we live right on the edge of the river valley, so there's there's tons of coyotes walking through our... Um, oh, so like, now is that is does it does that un, is that unsettling? Is that scary? No, it was that no. It's I mean coyotes are great. It's like a blessing. I mean it's not it's pr- probably not a blessing for them, but you know it's nice for me. Like we we got to me and my friend John were out. Uh, we have these like snow skates that I think were popular in like the early two thousands. But I just got one off, off Kijiji and I take it into the river valley and there's snow a lot skates? of. Pe- snow skates it's like a mini it's like a skateboard with like a like a mono ski on the bottom of it and uh yeah so i just it's tiny it's the size of just a normal skateboard so i just carry it with me wherever and then when i go on a dog walk in the river valley i can just bomb down like hills and um there's a lot of fat bike there's a lot of fat bike paths that are like thank you fat bikers for just making the perfect like snow skate pathways and it's like for me as like an old man dad it's a good way to get my like adrenaline up 
and uh you know i'm 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 getting erections again now uh proper proper erections and yeah um, I was going to ask about that later, but I'm glad that came up now. Literally, it came up now. All right, that's good. But uh, uh, but we ran into a coyote like face face to face, and uh, he was just walking straight towards me, or she was walking straight towards me, and uh, no, hmm. didn't 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 care. And then I realized that I had an open bag of liver snacks for my dog in oh. my pocket, and so I was probably leaving this just this glorious stink trail all throughout the you know i was like man how many of these guys because when you see one you know there's you know probably like three or four yeah see i'm i'm confused about what to think of the coyotes because popular culture would have me believe they are idiots that they you know they'll 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 gather up a bunch of dynamite yeah they'll gather up a bunch of dynamite and then they'll blow (laughs) themselves up instead and then you're like oh is that is that for me it seems to have committed some sort of suicide mission it's like a kamikaze coyote i don't understand but then yesterday just as we're speaking last night i was scrolling to the through the most popular news stories on the new york times application and one of them said some the headline was uh dna indicates all attacks from the same coyote and i was like what Whoa. there was a photo of a coyote walking down like a suburban street and the story implied, I didn't read it because I was trying to go to sleep and not have coyote nightmares. Right. But the story story implied that uh, three different people were attacked uh, by a coyote and they determined it was the same coyote. So this coyote is smarter than the one I was alluding to earlier that doesn't know how to do anything. Right. So I'm, I'm conflicted. I, and then, like I said, in my neighborhood, coyote alert suggests yeah. it wasn't commonplace that the coyotes were just roaming around the local high school here. Uh, so, okay. So well, now I'm like, what do I? What am I supposed to do with the? I don't have a dog or anything, so I okay. don't know if that. A coyote they, would never mess with you, man. You like what are you like six three, six four? You're I'm six a, two. You, you're a big guy. You just. Ra- if, okay. I mean, if a coyote's coming at you, you just raise your hands above your head and like yell at it, scream at it, just be like, "Fuck no! You want to fuck with this?" And you start like oh, kicking so- debris on the ground and sort of freaking out, and, mm. and 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 like like click your teeth at it. You got teeth? This is just like what I do with my son. So yeah, I, I think yeah. it's the same the same exact behavior. I just react in that way, and it should be fine. Okay, I do I, have teeth. Just I feel to like it's like it, it, I think it's a lucky sign to see a coyote, and mm. you know, contrary to how they've been depicted in popular culture, coyotes are super smart, and yeah. they're beautiful creatures, man. Like it's a it's a shame that I think I mean they they come into our neighborhoods because of the garbage, and they're obviously they're scavengers as well as being like awesome like mousers mouse hunters i have a do they like uh do do they like rabbits because the rabbits here are the size of a dog i've never seen rabbits like this they're they're wild rabbits the hairs yeah yeah are they hairs are they actually hairs they're hairs yeah and then there's the little you see the you probably see like the bunnies around like the university and stuff like that like the domestic bunnies you guys probably have those there as well what are they do they do they get free and they're just roaming around campus yeah looking for uh friends yeah those are those are yeah. those are like pet smart bunnies that have been uh they do really well in alberta okay so the th- the things i'm seeing that are like little dogs those yep. are the hairs okay yeah the all ones right. that so, look scared all the time with the big bug eyes yes actually yeah. the ones here the, those hairs are pretty smart because in my house there are vents 
to uh, release uh, heat, steam, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes when I'm, uh, if on the rare occasions where I go outside nowadays, there's a rat, there's a hare, I guess. I thought it was a rabbit. There's a hare nestled beneath the, the vent. Oh, that's, very smart. That's sweet. Keeping warm. Yeah, so it's very nice. We like them. I, you know, my daughter has named one of the hares, or presumably it's the same one, Hoppy. So we always keep an eye out for Hoppy. And uh, we see Hoppy sometimes. That is so very the sweet. wildlife, it's nice. The wildlife, but except except the rabbits with you in the gardening, do they eat? Do the rabbits oh, fuck. eat your stuff? You don't even understand my setup in my garden now. Is like hmm. everything is fucking caged. I have. I go down to the river. I pull out as much driftwood and like beaver, <laughs> beaver hewn. I get. I wait for like the sweet pieces, man. I wait for the sweet pieces where I'm just like, yep, that's perfect for like a little cage. And then I drag it up, and then I screw it all together, and then I put chicken wire over it, and I have my own sections where I'm like, I take everything from my greenhouse that I've started, I put it in my garden, and then I immediately put, uh, I cage it. Because squirrels are the worst, man. Squirrels and beets. And then I have a bunch of uh, sparrows. Squirrels like beets? They love beets. Squirrels will eat like well. The squirrels in my neighborhood will come down and they'll eat the tops around the beets, and they, they'll oh. they'll kill the green, so it can't obviously oh. grow properly anymore. And then I oh, have man. swallows that live in the soffits of my studio that I just have let live there for years because it sounds sweet. Um, Are they on the record? Are they on this record? I hear bird sounds sometimes. Yeah, that, yeah. There's the. Yeah. I have a little like in extension in my studio, and they live in there and make all sorts of sound. And it's like it's nice. I was building my greenhouse, and uh, I realized that they were living in there. Hmm. And uh, I don't know, man. They're probably wrecking. So you're trying to, you're, my... you're, but you're trying to coexist, but at the same time. You're creating some sort of maximum security prison for your garden. Yeah, it sounds well, to me like the it sounds like to me like the garden is what you're trying to keep captive, not the animals. It's true. The, well, I, I have to keep yeah. it captive for the first, you know, two months. I'm going to say realistically, because then the, the the sparrows will come and eat the the tops of like all the lettuces. They love the sweet, um, like the red lettuce, and uh, they don't mess with the arugula. They don't mess with horseradish. Horseradish is a legendary Alberta crop, man. Horseradish, That's true, yeah. Want, yeah. I don't know if you do like horseradish. Do you like? I do uh, like, like horseradish. I, I do. I have a bit of like uh, spice. As an Indian, I'm kind of an Uncle Raj when it comes okay. to spices. Okay. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm an Indian, but I sometimes I'm like, "That's enough. Dial it back a little bit with the spices. I can't handle it." But I have like acid issues, so I can't take too much spices. It, it, it impacts me in a negative way. But we actually. It bombs uh, out your acid trips. You can't. It's like, exactly. Yeah. It's a bad trip. That's exactly correct. Yes. So, but yeah, I like it. I do. We had, uh, my wife and I decided finally, I've said like, cause I don't know about you, Chad, but I used to like going out to eat to restaurants and things. And, oh man. And I, ha- but I haven't been, uh, to any place since March really of 2020, I think maybe February even. And so yeah. we've been cooking a lot and and the one thing I've said because I've never tried to make it before and some people are going to think I'm very pedestrian for admitting this I guess but we've never tried to really make elaborate sushi my wife and I we've just never tried it but we did the other day and it turned out it didn't it, form wise it wasn't the best like we it's a technique that you have to I we read nothing we watched nothing we just were like we had all the implements and we tried <laughs> to make sushi you know and then we did it. And it tasted great. 
Yeah. But it didn't didn't stay together and so some form right. stuff going on there. But anyway, I we she had bought some store bought wasabi uh, that came in like a little toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, I know, sort I know of thing. the kinds. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I you know, I put a generous helping on each of our plates. It was the hottest Whoa. wasabi I've ever had and I don't you know, I go to sushi restaurants. I used to go to sushi restaurants all the time and I have a little wasabi. As I mentioned earlier, I know my limitations, so I don't go whole hog, but I have some. This like burned, like it sent fire to my nose. Like my sinuses caught fire and like a wave of heat entered my face in a way that I can't even explain other than to say that. And it was just some stupid, you know, safe way wasabi. And so I felt very pathetic. But uh, all this to say, yeah, I like horseradish. Yeah, I love the horseradish. That's like my main... I love I love making mason jars full of horseradish and just that's what I do I do like a spoonful of horseradish fresh horseradish just if I'm feeling anything like weird like in my throat mm. or I feel like a cold coming on at all I just do like a spoonful of uh, horseradish and it seems to like kill it just because it does send that heat wave into like up I feel it like it, it goes yeah. it goes high up into your head. Like it you're does go it up. In your forehead. Heat, the heat. That's right. The heat rises. I've heard that from mm-hmm. firefighters, but it's mm-hmm. true of wasabi as well. The heat goes right up. It doesn't go down. It goes up. It's very interesting in that regard. It's true. So you're saying horseradish in Alberta? That's a specific sort of. Well, it just it's not grows. a delicacy, but people really like it. Well, it just grows well here, like rhubarb, horseradish. Like I think I, I'm not 100 percent sure that they're native to Alberta, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Like what you'll, is, you'll find is, horseradish just growing in uh, just anywhere. It, gr- it grows huge, right? Like and like yeah. rhubarb in Alberta, man. Like what has a tropical leaf that's like the size of like us? I don't even know what man. They're mm. huge. Like that, you you get a rhubarb leaf that's like uh, two meters in diameter. Sometimes it's awesome. That a, is that a soil thing? Maybe just like the way the soil is here or something. That the rhubarb, yeah, like it loves the clay. We got a lot of clay. Is that true? Like, I'm just making here. stuff up. I don't know enough about any of this stuff, but it, why would yeah. there be? And also, I want to say again, the horseradish thing, what is with this place and horses? You have a stadium in your city that we is do. shaped like a saddle of a, yeah. that you would put on, ideally you would put on a horse, uh, yeah. maybe another animal. And then now you're talking about horseradish. What is the horsey? Do you like horses? Are you a horse fan? Because we- I'm a my, horse fan. I'm a huge horse you fan. Like my horses? whole family rides yeah. horses, so- Oh, there you go. We uh, we go out twice a week to a place called Eagle Feather uh, Ranch, and they twice do a week, twice a week, yeah, and take care of these. It's a sort of uh, horse collective where they rescue. They've got about a hundred, hundred and twenty ish horses out there, and they uh, uh, most of them are just rescues, um, all mm. male horses, and they. My daughters. Uh, teach people how to ride out there and my wife your your daughter's teaching wow that's great yeah and they uh they they started about three years ago and like a relationship with humans and horses is like deep like a dog like humans and dogs it's like absolutely uh, yeah yeah there's a there's a part of our brain where we're like horses got us here and so i feel like we've devoted like a, a a part of that so they're you know, it's also insanely relaxing and uh, a good way to get your uh, brain to land the needle on life uh, and just focus. Because when you're with a horse, 
it's hard not to be with the horse. So it's nice to, to just feel that creature. And like what other creature just lands on the ground out of the vagina, starts eating the grass it lands on. And then it just grows into that beast just off that one ingredient. Like, mm, hey, I'm yeah. just going to grow into a muscle beast off this From- grass. Don't <laughs> mind me. And then they just grow into these glorious, beautiful creatures. I don't know, man. A horse hanging out with a horse is, uh, is new perspective because they, uh, they definitely teach you how to chill the fuck out. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, the time I have, sp- I, and I'm not joking, I've spent some time with horses, particularly my relatives here uh have like a a horse farm i guess or a farm with horses i don't know if it's actually well no they have a bunch of horses so and they do the kind of rodeo type stuff as well and all that stuff and uh and you're right the children my kids love it they love riding the horses on the farm and uh you're right it's calming i never really thought of it in those terms but when i think about it now that you've said it yes very true very true okay well i you know you were talking about your garden there and yep. I was thinking about the uh, the video you made, uh, you, or the videos you make, the animation videos, particularly this one for Samurai Sword, and and all the things you do. Um, I, do you consider yourself, Chad, to be an inventor? Because people call you a musician and a you know a video maker or an animation guy. But I feel like when you're talking about when I've seen you create contraptions with your instrumentation. <laughs> Uh, that are very bizarre. I remember once at Massey Hall, you had a guitar with like a drumstick on the headstock. Oh, and that was a bad idea. A Julie Fader was yeah. like, don't, she's like, take that fucking <laughs> drumstick off your guitar <laughs> headstock, man. What the fuck? <laughs> but my point, my point here is this. You seem to be, to be, and even this record, I feel like from what I understand, and we can talk about it, first uh, sound was the sound that appealed to you like the first thought was the thought that we're hearing mostly on this record is that right like you created instrumentation you created things out of thin air it seems in some cases is that right um yeah like i'd like the idea of i don't know like i to tell you the truth like i don't I, I don't even know anymore. Like I like the idea. Are you bristling because I called you an? In, I, I, are you bristling because I called you an inventor? And that sounds very highfalutin. It's pretty highfalutin. I don't know if I'm an inventor just because I know like crazy awesome inventors, and uh, I'm I'm more of like a garbage collector. I really I love the idea, and I'm and uh, kind of like the start of the video with the thrift drifters and that shop. I feel like I love garbage, and I love seeing garbage. Or I love seeing something that's broken and then being like, oh man, I saw the exact piece of garbage like down the road that's going to like fix that. I love seeing like combinations of Mm. stuff and then even regeneration. Yeah. And then even with the, like I know Samurai Sword starts with uh, a bunch of this old copper pipe that I ripped out of my house and just that literally they just fell out of my arms and I was like, man, these copper pipes sound really good. And then uh, put them on some styrofoam. That I, that was literally just garbage in my back alley, and the combination of those two pieces of garbage uh, suddenly are now making vibrations in the universe where they would just be laying dead in a landfill. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just I love the uh, the idea of just vibrations bringing happiness and like just like sort of seeing beyond piles of junk. And I like that aesthetic too. My wife does not like that aesthetic, like garbage aesthetic, but I love. Stuff that's like I love folk art. I'm like a folk artist, and I love yeah. that. I love the idea of the folk artist and the idea of it just being 
uh, open to everybody and it's not pretentious and it's not polished and, you know, frayed edge and all fucking awesome. Like, sign me up. But is it, just put us in uh, the position uh, that your wife must be in when you're, <laughs> when, when you say, hey, you want to go for a drive? Does she have like terror in her eyes because she knows <laughs> I'm going to bring home? Come like- home. <laughs> Hey, wait, whoa, whoa, stop the car. Stop the car. I saw something. No, oh, Jesus, did, here most we go. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, now with yeah. my daughters, too. Like, I'm throwing them into the bin because they're, like, lighter. And there's, like, so <laughs> many teardowns. There's so many teardowns around here. Like, my, my whole extension off my studio is all dumpster diving, all the windows, everything. Um, mm. I love. I just love that. And we live in Calgary is like the land of plenty for like teardowns. There's just like houses. Oh, getting, don't get me started. That's you know, what this whole place is. They, yeah. They, for those who don't realize, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but with other people to explain what's happening in Edmonton, but they're, they're, they're basically called infills. Yeah. And what the developers do is they see uh, a hundred year old house on like a 50 foot lot and they convince the people to get rid of their house and then they tear that beautiful old house down and then they put instead of uh, putting up a similarly sized house they put up two houses they subdivide the lot in two and they put up these two tiny or rather skinny they look kind of like arty they they look a little artsy some of these they're all misshapen and hip but they're basically like like these like vampires like vampires would like be interested you know, like hipster yeah, vampires. Yeah. You're just like hipster oh, vampires, yeah. like black vampires. slate and like a little bit of like fake wood on the on the yeah. trim. Like, yeah, yeah. So they do that all the time, and uh, but at the same time, I don't know about Calgary, but like to your earlier point, people tend to leave here more than they move here. Mm-hmm. So the market is really strange. But to your main point, lots to recycle. Lots of material to obtain. Oh, yeah. Garbage is being created by these. Lots of waste is being created by these new builds, these infills. So for you, uh, a chronic recycler, and by the way, I don't use this these terms disparagingly. I find it fascinating. I really appreciate your attitude. Like this copper pipe, this styrofoam is otherwise, if I don't do something with this, it's going to be on the curb and then it's going to get taken somewhere else and it's done. You you have yeah. you have given it a new life, <laughs> and you've also you've also saved uh, someone trying to replicate this and selling it at a music store, like going through the. You know what I mean? I don't know how to put yeah. it, but like you're you're creating stuff out of thin air, and that's when I say you're an inventor. I think that's what inventors do. They see yeah. the potential in some, in an idea, and then they bring it to fruition out of the materials at hand. And I understand you don't want to put yourself in the same rarefied space as a inventor but honestly chad every time you do something i i think oh he and and this isn't the first time you've done stuff like this right found sound no sort of no i used to i used to build a lot more instruments like just sort of uh like acoustic instruments like harps and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of got me into it clarinets i used to build like clarinets out of garbage as well but um it is like when you look at the materials that we have around us it's actually like it's really high quality material like you know what i mean like there'll be you know just the other day i found a bunch of uh pvc pipe like huge i don't know like three quarters of a foot in diameter like uh um like sewage pipe and Hmm. um even just stuff like that that you can you you know you pay like hundreds of dollars for that stuff and uh so i'm gonna dig a trench um off of my house 
to put my cold air intake because uh, a weird thing about Alberta too is like, you know, a lot of houses are forced air. And so you're pulling in uh, air that's like minus 30 in the winter and then forcing it through your furnace to turn that into like 20 degrees air. Like it's fucking hardcore, man. Oh man. I had a panic attack because all my windows had ice at the bottom on the inside Oh yeah, and I've never—I didn't know this. I—I I mean, I didn't really experience this. Our old house, yeah. I can't remember if you ever visited our old house in Guelph, but it was like built. It was a, actually speaking of horses, it was built in like the 19th century as a horse stable, and then they turned it into <laughs> on like farmland. And uh, literally, like when we had our bathroom, so you guys redone, were like pooping on the floor and just like you know, like doing whatever. <laughs> no, it's no, a no. fucking horse stable. Yeah, you know, kids we go didn't... go have at her. <laughs> It didn't, so it's fine. didn't turn us into horse people. Oh, we just okay. happened right. to be people who lived in an old horse house. But anyway, yeah, because of the humidity, I was so confused. I'm like, why is there ice? What is wrong? Because we had some issues when we moved into our house. It is also... Oh, yeah, uh, I custom, remember that. Right. Yeah, yeah. stucco and There's all this stuff. Crap. Anyway, and was, I was like, what yeah. else is wrong with it? Well, I mean, we spent... We saved, we thought, like, unlike Ontario... Where you can you have to overbid on anything you look at by tens of thousands of dollars to even have a chance of being considered. Right. Uh, I distinctly remember talk. I think I talked to you about this once already. But when I talked to the realtor, when I was still in Guelph, and I talked to the real uh, a realtor here about looking at stuff, I was looking at a house. And I said, okay, well, this they want you know five ninety. So I guess I guess we have to bid what six ten six twenty or something to get it. And he's like, no, like five ten. I was like, what? It's like, no, it's the opposite. This market is dead. <laughs> and right. like, I was like, oh, like in Ontario, that's not even, uh, you can't do that. And anyway, so we got this place and it had some issues and we underbid on it and we got it, but then we ended up spending as much as they were asking in the first place because anyway, this is a whole legal issue that I have to maybe still figure out and I haven't done anything about it yet. And that's just between you and me. No one right. else is hearing this part. Right. Anyway, my point here is this. Uh, there was ice forming inside the house yeah in all most of the windows have you ever had that in calgary where oh, the ice yeah. is in when the it gets, yeah okay. well it's it's yeah. be, so it's like when the temperature yeah you get you get moisture wicking on the inside because it's yes. uh, it's the same effect on the like a cold you know can of pop in the summertime when yeah when sure you bring it outside but it, but it, it yeah. froze my windows were inside the house and i yeah. read one thing that said oh that's really bad and then I read Whatever, another thing man. saying, well, that Whatever. I read a thing that said it's actually good. It shows that your windows are doing their job. But the main thing was I had to turn all the humidity down, uh, which I hadn't done. Because this house has one of those uh, furnace oh, yeah. humidifiers. Yeah. And I just, I just new stuff for me. I, there's always new stuff. Anyway, so it sounds like you, you oh, I yeah. identify so, problems. I identify problems. And sometimes I think I better get someone in to help me. Uh, but you, you know see it's, a problem. It's you fine. see a problem. No, I know it's okay. I don't feel badly about it because I'm like, there's certain things I learned how to do in life and I do well. Right. There's things I don't know. And this DIY thing is great on some level, but I also think sometimes we fix a thing ourselves and then three months later, we it goes bad again. And we're like, well, why didn't that work? Well, maybe because you, you know, someone with 20 years of experience didn't look at it. You did because you watched a YouTube video. And so I'm in that zone where I'm all for... DIY and stuff like that and trying stuff, but I also know my limitations and I feel like it's not a bad thing to ask someone with a lot of experience to come in and take a look at why, you know, all of a sudden something's not working. You know, I, I don't know enough about like if you, okay, say your water <laughs> heater started acting up, Chad, would you right. take like an ax? Would you take like a blowtorch and an ax to it yourself? Or would you be like, you know what? 
No, no. I don't know enough about water heaters. No. I should call in the water anything, heater person. Well, and it, I think it's illegal. Anything with gas, like a, a anything with like a line going to it, I, I don't mess with it at all. I ask okay. people to all come right. in. If it's water, like if it's plumbing, I'm pretty okay with plumbing because I'm not, I'm not saying that plumbing is simple or anything, but it's it's definitely not. Uh, yeah, it, anything with gas line stuff. I mean, I would love to be off of that completely i would i would love to be like doing like geothermal or supplementing it uh in another way like through yeah. solar or something like that but uh, as that price comes down i'll definitely yeah i want to definitely dip my toe into that and and try and uh try and figure that out because i feel like that is the sort of alberta excess of us depending on all of this oil and gas and uh, although i appreciate that like crazy like don't get me wrong like that's kept me warm every mm-hmm. winter i love these people that are you know doing doing their jobs out there and and supplying this province with energy that we need because like we're like i keep on saying it's hardcore in the winter man we need you need a way to keep warm or you'll die yeah but we can but it's just it's it's too it's too old of a technology like it's just it's dirty it's disgusting like we're just i feel like i go to sleep every night like i've like raped my mother you know it's just it's oh it's sad. Whoa, whoa 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 okay I, I i tuned out for a few moments there and then you said that and i was brought right back to it yeah no it is bad and it's I bad don't i just don't the... i just don't want to feel like that horrible of a creature anymore and i feel like alberta is one of those places where it's like really it's really i mean and you know what at the end of the day the human world isn't you know, what is, is making its own decisions and it's not the be all and end all earth will be fine without us. I understand, but you know, while we're here and as a parent, I just feel it's a, it's a heavy, it's heavy, man. And I haven't even, I haven't flown over top of any of these, uh, out ponds or any of these, these trailing ponds that are, you know, like the devastation that's happening in the, in the prairies. Like, yeah, I'm sure if I really wanted to feel more suicidal, I would do that. I'd take a helicopter ride over top of that and uh, mm. see like the real devastation. So obviously we need to figure it. And we got a lot of sun here. Like you know, hook us all up with solar. Like can those... seems like all, seems like almost too much sun, doesn't it? Some days. Oh, I never have... too much sun, man. Never too much sun. <laughs> that... Just shine that. If my... it's minus thirty and there's no <laughs> sun here, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to be part of it. But if there's, yeah. you know, give yeah. me that bright sun and I'll be outside and getting my getting absorbing that photosynthesizing I, I like it but man without the sun i stupidly set up my desk so that it's facing a window oh uh, yeah thinking that would be thinking that would be nice like I a love nice that. little back backlight on my computer and i'm just blind i can't see anything so i've got to like my in my little office thing here i've got the drapes and i got a double drapes like i got a blind and then drapes now because i'm like i i am seeing spots all the time and I can't concentrate, and this is bad. What am I doing? And the sun, sometimes I'm like, well, the sun's a certain position. Uh, that should be fine. But then it hits like a uh, the glass of a car parked on yeah. my street, and yeah. then it beams right into laser beams into my eye, and I'm sure I've damaged some stuff going on there. Anyway, all this to say uh, is this, mm, this pensiveness that I'm sensing within you, rightly, that we all have, I guess, these days. Right. Does yeah. it sort of, does it infiltrate? this particular record in, oh in, yeah you, always for sure i it mean i feels feel like, that way to me yeah, yeah i feel like um i don't know 
this record is a weird one. This record was really hard. Um, I'll, I'm gonna. Ha- I have another record coming out shortly after this one that's a little bit more like even keel. But yeah, this hmm. this one was. Th- there's like, yeah, of course it's it's stressful being a a modern human and you know having to reconcile with your kids asking you questions and just even what you do on a daily basis and so much information like yeah you know it's just every day there's a new reason to to feel ashamed about your lifestyle and and that's good like everybody it's it's just a lot at once and uh and there's you know <laughs> there's a uh, as we progress it's there's more to do and there's more to do and and uh i feel like myself i've just sort of gotten used to this sort of luxury hmm. of life and uh and yeah and just feeling like yeah at the top of the food chain there's it can get pretty cushy and so i i don't know i don't really i don't really know what to do i i, I would hope that uh just seeing it for what it is and and seeing garbage and and trying to make my life as a like as a folk artist is the best thing I can do. But uh, there's people around me that are definitely real life superheroes that I'm sort of have raised the bar. <laughs> my wife, the, my uh, wife being yeah. one of those people that I'm just like, okay, there's like a, yeah. there's like a real, there's like a real impact. I feel the same about my wife and, uh, and I, it is interesting to be a human being dealing with the various calamities we're facing, but then to also be a parent is fascinating yeah. uh, and strange because on the one hand, it's a it's something that gives you hope. Yeah, for sure. My perspective is like being a parent uh, gives me a lot of hope, but then at the same time, it fills me with a little bit of dread um, yeah. about what, what my, where my kids are going to be in... Yeah, and what where the earth is going to be for my kids. Making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, it's it's sort of weird to, and I feel that like even when you feel like a song like Golden Pear. Uh, yeah, is, right. Is, yeah, yeah. It kind of that's where I just sort of staring at your family, uh, not in a creepy way, but just no, but sort like, of observing. It's a beautiful but, thing. Like it's look, look at yeah. these people. Like I want you to have kids. Like I I want yeah. people like. I mean, I, I don't know. I consider myself to be and my family to be like good people. And so, yeah, you get a lot of inspiration from that. And you're like, you know what? Sit down, cut a few pieces of paper up, make some fucking Valentines, you know, send them to people. Whistle, yeah, we did that. Whistle a few, whistle a few yeah. notes, like sing a couple songs. I don't know. What else is there mm. to do, really? Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think in this time has put all of us in the same sort of position that way. Like, what else is there to do? You know, you got to make the most of your days. And some for some of us, that's harder. For some of us, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I feel in some ways pretty good. Like, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't mind being able to mostly focus on work. It's, it's problematic and I don't know if you have this, where if you don't work, you feel a little unfulfilled if you oh, haven't accomplished like, something. Oh, it's it's weird. It's like a relentless demon in my mind where it's like, are you yeah. making use of it? Are you actually making use of it? Like, you're lucky yeah. to have this fucking time. Are you just being a shithead mm-hmm. and, like, staring <laughs> at the clouds? And then at the same time, I'm like, well, but 
wasn't the industrial revolution so that we could look at the clouds like a little bit longer and then i get you know and then i get horrified at even that thought and then you know it's this like relentless cycle of but it's like oh, it's so yeah. self-absorbed as well like i'm also i'm also a, an animal like i'm a natural creature and i need to be with those other animals and i need to feel like kinship and so i just feel like you know like go whittle your stick and touch a tree and drag your hand through the snow it's awesome it's yeah, uh it's yeah. for us it's for us it's not by us but it's like we're meant to inhabit that negative space that it leaves for us and so it's awesome like i just i just need to feel that mm. and and it's yeah. like you know there's that relentless sort of struggle of humans and not knowing why we're here and trying to figure out why we're here and I don't even know, man. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> you know? Just, yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's a lot to grapple with, but I do feel like the kind of uh, dynamic shifts. Like, this is a weird record, like you said, but like the song based stuff is really song based, and the stuff that's a little more abstract is not. And that's, I feel like that's what the days are like now. There's form, there's abstraction. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I feel like this captures, in a weird way, this record is really something you could listen to and feel like you're experiencing the arc of one of our pandemic days somehow. Like, there's yeah. <laughs> calmness and surreal sounds and and then also things you can access relatively easily that feel familiar. Like, there's that... You're always good at this, I feel like. You've, you, you, you capture familiar things, but you make them alien. And, you know, like, what planet is this from? But at the same time, it sounds like we would get along with the people from that planet. Like, that's what I think... I think you're oh, an inventor. I get, I get along with people from other planets, man. Like, on that's what I, that was. That's like, if there's one thing I do when I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, time to get interstellar on this shit because we're fucking floating around like it's crazy. Like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's or it's not crazy. It's it's wild. It's like supernatural. It's a, it's 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 insane. Like, we're looking for life on other planets. Like, fuck other planets, man. There's like crazy creatures, like that coyote the other day, like yawning and putting his ears back and walking towards me and like there's like there's things that are trying to make connections with you here and yeah if it was yeah. if it was up to me i would have had it all be like flute on this record you know what i mean but that's what the original also, idea right was you're gonna make like a flute record i want i wanted a flute record i mean there's like <laughs> but you know the powers that be are just like you know uh right there's some songs that were written but you know that's the that's the vibe just put that foot, put flute piece on on repeat, and just pretend like it's a flute record. <laughs> the record is fantastic. It, it is called uh, "World's Most Stressed Out Gardener," and uh, we 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 sort of talked about it, but it's fine. We talked about lots of stuff, yeah. and I appreciate this, Chad. So you mentioned a couple things I want to ask you. First, like I don't know what I assume you're not. There's no plans beyond putting the record out at this point. I assume are you going to be doing more? Or, or will we see more videos or some sort of live stream thing? I can't. I'm just wondering what you're going to do. Yeah, I'm to, sure. To I'm, get, I'm putting together uh, like a live performance show, which isn't. I mean, none of those things are really live anymore. But yeah, uh, I'm sort of like as the songs come to me, I'm setting up iPads. I collect all of the iPads for my family, and then I put them in a room, <laughs> and I I press play on them and try and one man band something that doesn't sound crazy or horrible 
And yeah, I, I, eventually Ryan and Chris are going to come into the studio when it's safe, I guess. I don't even know how to do that type of thing. Like, how do you get, how do you get bands in a, in a room yeah, playing music? It just seems like I don't want to, I don't really want to jeopardize their bubbles of, and families. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's anyways, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to figure that out. So for, as, as it is right now, I'm playing sort of ma- like Massey Hall styles, just one man band foot drums. And, and hmm. I got a, uh, homemade drum machine, sort of drum robot where I'm putting as much junk on this old record player, like back in the day and bells, bells and stuff. And I kind of love, like, it's getting like less technical where I'm just sort of draping stuff over top of this, like careening mess and hoping that the, that the entropy of this disintegrating, uh, thing, uh, creates like a rhythmic pattern, but who knows, man? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So it's all, is that, is it, is it entertainment? I don't know. Would well, you pay? Would you pay is... money for it? Would you feel like it's money well spent? I hope so. But if not, you know, if not, fuck you. I mean, like, what have people been doing? They've just all they've been doing is, uh, you know, soaking in the uh, unearthed gems of uh, artists and for free off the internet. Yeah. So I, I just feel yeah. like you know I've watched how many how many skateboard videos have I watched for free? How many? Yeah, concerts have I? How much music have I absorbed off uh, Spotify over this? I mean, it's been great for that. So I just feel like, whatever, man. I don't feel too bad about it. People can watch me. People can watch me flailing around. And to tell you the truth, I'd rather watch a train wreck at this point. Anyways, it's more, way more fascinating. I think so. I think you, you're onto something there. And uh, yeah, we have to figure out various things in the next little while because I feel like this mode of operating is going to be here for quite some time yeah. uh, depressingly I suppose but I hope like you say again who better to potentially invent new ways of uh, presenting <laughs> and consuming content than Chad Van Gaelen the inventor that's what I was going to say there and it came out sort of eloquent now if people want to follow you are you engaged with any of your various I am not social media platforms. You don't, you're not involved with your no. Facebook. If, if or your people want to engage with me, they can just go out into the nature and just, just scream my name or don't scream my name. That's a horrible name to scream. Just like, just go out and <laughs> no, just, just don't. But you've got chadvangalen.com. I guess that's one place people can go. Are you serious? Get... No, there's no chadvangalen.com. Hang on. I'm just going to, I have it in front of me. I'm clicking on it. Let's see what happens. No. ChadVanGalen.com, Samurai Sword official video. Wow. No upcoming no no upcoming tour dates and then very kindly below it there's a button that says request a show. So I guess <laughs> wow. I guess people can just ask you to play and cool. that's all it that's all it says. I don't know who made this. I don't for think you. that's a, I don't think that's a real thing. There's no I there's don't think nothing. So. I I'd, I'd go to the Flemish Eye website. The Flemish Eye or okay. the Sub Pop website will probably direct you Chavangillen.com yes. okay. might be a thing from I don't know maybe it is a thing who knows I don't want to say well that it's got your new thing. it's got your new video up so someone is, oh, is okay. uh, trying right. to keep it updated yeah but there's nothing else on it okay uh, yeah the records out on Sub Pop and Flemish Eye and I guess if people order it that's what does it say here uh, LPs purchased through Flemish Eye in Canada and Sub Pop elsewhere and select independent retailers in North America and the UK and in Europe will receive the album on orange gold vinyl 
with blue-red trails while supplies last. There is also oh, yeah. a new T-shirt design yep. available. Yep. So I don't normally read out promotional uh, material on the show, but yep. I just wanted to get it right. And I'm actually clicking on pre-order right now. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the garbage. It's uh, we made them use the garbage from off the floor, like all the offcuts from the vinyls. Uh, it's, oh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a garbage vinyl of all of the unused scraps. Okay, well, I've just hang on. So it's gonna sound, it's gonna sound really good <laughs> on your turntable. <laughs> it's gonna wreck your needle like immediately. It's like there's there's like pubic hair oh, no. and all sorts of uh, you know fingernails uh, and. Why are you doing this to me? I just put it in my cart. I'm just going to add this Eve Jarvis record. Oh to yeah, it you, you I... put it in your cart, man. You put it right in okay. your cart. How come his is 22 and yours is 20? I'm going to have to ask the Flemish Eye people. Who is this? this? What is Eve Jarvis? Oh I'm at yeah, Flemish yeah, yeah. I'm at FlemishEye.com. He is worth two dollars more than you. Oh, because his is, is what... like his is his is in dirty vinyl. You're buying you're buying garbage for me. You're buying like <laughs> mint mint stuff off Jarvis, man. <laughs> like that that record's okay. gonna be smooth. I've got them got them in my cart here and I'm gonna order them so I can what? get the garbage vinyl. Oh and, man, I would have uh, just given you one. No, no, it's fine. We can't ever see each other again. That's okay, the way no. things oh, are gonna go. Geez. So we can see each other outside. We can party outside. I do my plan is to uh to get me and my family to compose enough songs. Uh, that we have to come to your house and record them. That's Ooh, my that is like that a is rap like a rap record, maybe. Uh, okay. Or like, I don't know what it would be, but that's my plan because I have a little music room set up now in the house, which I haven't had the ability to do in like twenty years, and it's fun. I just go play drums whenever I feel like playing drums, and they're yeah. set up. I don't have to. They're yeah. not you know tucked away in boxes or in a corner, and it's fun. It's so, so I'm trying to make the most. Yeah. Uh, you know, most of all of this. Situation like this situation is so bad, but I'm trying to find the silver linings, and that to me is one of them. We just family my son's time. doing piano. My son's piano uh, uh, teacher is the same one he had in Guelph, and uh, what they're doing it vir- they're doing it virtually right. because okay. she has to do most of her lessons virtually. Because when I first left, I'm like, would you consider when we left Guelph, you know, December 2019? I said, would you consider? virtual lessons because he <laughs> likes you and you like him and you know we I also thought you know obviously we'll we'll try to find someone in Edmonton but but then she was like oh I've never done that before but maybe and then we moved and now everyone has to do stuff like that so no so, no sweat yeah yeah so they reconnected and it's uh, it's working out great so and I he hates it he hates it he hates me for making him take <laughs> I'm not making him I just was like you like piano why don't you try it and then you know they like it and then they don't like it and then they really don't like it and then you feel like a heel but i'm like well you've already put this time into doing this thing why would you just give it up all of a sudden and then he then he 180 and said i like it again so i'm very confused i i oh yeah and that uh, thing sticks to you uh you know that that i mean i would i would have loved i would have loved to have like stuck with any of that i had a i had a pretty bad experience like learning piano as a child like my grandma's like oh you go i know beth two doors up will teach you piano and she was incontinent and what i would she'd get off the piano bench and there'd be like a warm like hot spot that i'd be saying it was like it (laughs) was nuts man and i I think i lasted about like five lessons and i was just like i told my mom Mm. i'm like I don't know what's going on. Like, there's like a stuffed porcupine in the corner staring at me. <laughs> well, that's just different. They like each other. He likes her. He just this sounds. This he's... sounds way more like awesome. 
Yeah, he's he's doing good, and he's better at stuff than I am now because I don't have any of that training. I just yeah. bang it out, do my best, and he like he can find things on the keyboard and pick out notes now. And I'm like, see, this is great. This is going to serve you well later if you decide to come back to it. Because most of the musicians, like you, that I talk to, say, oh, I took piano and then I hated it. Yeah, and it sticks and with so you. And so I quit. I quit, and then now I've, I'm back at it and right. just playing for fun. And it's I they, there's a quasi regret that they didn't stick with it, but they also, like you said, they drew on their memories and muscle memory, and it's there for them. And that's all I. Yeah. I just want your you want your kids at this age. I think hopefully you want them to have a fighting chance uh, at some point in their lives to be able to do whatever they want. And if you can kind of you know gently. Yeah subliminally inseminate little bits of information in their brains. <laughs> you yeah. hope maybe it'll pay off someday, even if they never play again. You know, they just have that skill set. And so it's <laughs> anyway, now we're getting into that, that practical skill set of being able to arrive at the folk fest and do uh, uh do one of those uh jamborees that they always put you in or what are what are those things called? The workshops. The workshops, workshops. yeah. They'll yeah. be able to workshop it. They will be able to workshop. They'll be able to play with anyone. Exactly. But yeah. really, they're gonna they're gonna. Who am I kidding? They're gonna end up being gamers. That's just the path they're on, and they love gaming. Yeah, and, uh, I hope. I hope. I hope that's the path. I mean, if there's anything left, I hope they're not just like, <laughs> you know, like struggling through gutting a like mercury filled fish out of the river, finding it. Yes. Like you know, it's like, hey, Dad, I found a fish. It was actually dead in a big gulp. Like. <laughs> Worked out perfect. Perfect day. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for the piano lessons. I'm going to yeah. big, big gulp this fish. I totally right I used now. my piano lessons on the fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to go out on a song. I want us to leave uh, okay. each other. And I want to play a song for people from okay. uh, World's Most Stressed Out Gardener. Can you choose a song for us to, for people to hear? And if so, can you explain why? Um, sure. Is, uh, Why you chose it? I'd, I mean, I'd go, I'd go out on, I'd say flute piece, but it's pretty like short. I'd say like Earth from a Distance. I think is the other instrumental track. You always, that. you always, you I'm, always, I'm always, always pick I'm instrumentals. Sucker, I'm a sucker for the instrumental. If I, if I could get away with it all the time, I would. Okay, but uh, yeah, I just think anything. It, it's a, it's a peaceful mind track. I think people need some rest. You know? Does it does it feature any um, invented or unconventional, I suppose, instrumentation? I don't think so. It's uh, it's mostly just like synth, and that's it. I don't even remember, man. I can't even remember that record. <laughs> okay. I hope it's okay. Let's, I think I, I hope that's the track that I'm thinking of. But uh, if it's not, uh, whatever. You get it. <laughs> they understand. I don't uh, know off the top of my head if that's the one either. But we're going to play it. Okay. And uh, we'll all discover it together. This is Earth from a Distance by Chad Van Galen from World's Most Stressed Out Gardener, which is available as of March 19th on Sub Pop Records and Flemish Eye Records uh, in Canada, uh, Sub Pop everywhere else, I think. And Chad, always a pleasure to have you on the show. I hope you enjoyed yourself and I hope we speak again soon. Best of luck with everything in the future. Thanks, man.
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ah, very nice to have Chad Van Galen back on the show. Uh, means a lot. Thanks, Chad, for appearing on this, the 602nd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One podcast network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find a, an episode that you've heard about and you're looking for it and it's not in the feed, like you signed up for, you know, you subscribe to the show on Apple or whatever you use and you're like, hey, it will only go back to like 300 episodes. What about the first 300? What about the first time Chad Van Gillen was on the show? How come I can't listen to that? Well, you can probably find that episode. I think you can. You definitely can. Let me walk that back. You can definitely find that episode that you've been looking for, but you can't find it on your the way you've subscribed. You can find that. You can also learn more about me, and you can sign up for my monthly newsletter, all of it, at my website, vishkana.com. You can also like Creative Control on Facebook, I suppose. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at vishcreative. Uh, or you can follow me uh, on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. Lots of stuff happening on I'm very busy on the Instagram. I'm a little too busy. I might slow down a little. But anyway, Instagram and Twitter for me is at Vishkana. Go ahead and follow me. See what happens. Also, visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain this podcast. A reminder, uh, for those of you who don't know, $6 or more a month grants you access to uh, exclusive audio content and possibly other content as well. And also, if you're interested in receiving a Creative Control t-shirt, please message me on Patreon uh, once you've uh, you know, made your uh, donation, and I will get you one while supplies last. Again, all of that information at patreon.com slash creative control. Thanks again to the uh, fine Alberta record and CD retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about and place special orders at blackbird.ca that's b-l-a-c-k-b-y-r-d.ca blackbird.ca oh also I want to thank live uh, live at masseyhall.com where you can watch beautifully captured concerts by great Canadian artists like Chad Van Galen he's got a, a concert up there so yeah live at masseyhall.com also I want to thank Pizza Trocadero the bookshelf and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for this show excuse me also thanks to Jim Guthrie he loans me some music for this show, and uh, he is a wonderful uh, man. And you can learn more about him at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you for listening uh, to this episode with Chad Van Galen and for potentially subscribing to the podcast, telling your friends about the podcast, and telling them they should listen to it maybe. And then you have like a pizza party uh, on Zoom 
about the podcast episodes. You have a discussion group. And then somehow I'm involved. I get invited to the Zoom. And I'm like, what kind of pizza are you having? And you're like, this is not the, your concern. I, we want to hector you about the show. Anyway, do all those things and everything will work out fine. Thanks again for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.